0: Do we have a great conversation for you this week as Bar Conversations is back with the country duo Everett to talk about their new album that is out now? I'm your host, Jonathan Green. Remember, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you follow us there because you never know what great giveaways we're going to have, especially as we're launching Whiskey Weeks this Thursday with George Dickel's Nicole Austin. It's Whiskey Weeks presented by Ober Gatlinburg, and we have a heck of a giveaway to go along with it, so make sure you follow us on social media. But let's not waste any more time, and joining us on the Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations podcast is the band, the country duo Everett, consisting of Brent Rupert and Anthony Olympia. Their new album kings of the dairy queen parking lot side a is out now guys thanks for joining us
1: it's good to be here man yeah thanks for having us
0: now you know before we talk about the album for those that may not know about about you guys how would you describe your music because i've read anything from like bonfire music to i think uh, one of your wives called it uh astronaut country um how would you guys describe your music
1: well i guess the simple way uh that we like to put it is uh Back porch, rock and roll, and uh, we say that because, you know, there's kind of two parts of us. You know, one part is we're trying to create this communal community vibe at our shows and through the music where, um, you know, we're all the separation between artists and crowd is, is less, you know, and so that's kind of the back porch vibe, just hanging around, jamming, having a good time. I guess that could be the bonfire as well. And then the rock and roll is just the ecstasy we hope we create uh, w- with our music that uh, the kind of, you know, Budweiser in the air uh, <laughs> cheering cheer, cheering on and or, you know, evoking emotions through the music, you know.
2: I think in the in the rock and roll vibe, there's there might be a little bit of psychedelia or whatever. Uh, we, we're not afraid to go there. And I think that kind of ties into this is Anthony speaking, by the way. I'm the one that has a little boy voice. Uh, (laughs) but uh, But he has a grown man beard i do i'm actually i am a grown man believe it or not Uh, i
0: I love that because you know when you think of the when you see the your picture with the big beard um, the voice may not be what you're expecting
2: (laughs) yeah well sometimes if i wake up after drinking a bit i might i might be more of a baritone but usually (laughs) i'm a pretty pretty solid tenor but yeah my, my wife came up with the whole uh astronaut country thing and i, I loved it it really it blew my mind she's so perceptive all the, i feel like she opens her mouth and and just you know re, she she can't help but say interesting things but uh i hope she's gonna listen to this and be like he's so sweet but, uh, <laughs> man she said that I just, it blew my mind i was thinking like it's cool she meant it more as like uh just kind of out there we're not afraid yeah. to, to do just kind of outer spacey kind of extraterrestrial you know, going for it kind of ideas, musically, especially. But I kind of look at it also as like, you know, maybe a bit of a pioneer sense of pioneering, you know, going where not many have gone before. Um, in some ways, I feel like that's kind of our, our goal is to, you know, we're, we're hoping to dig up a, a treasure that maybe hasn't necessarily been in somebody's treasure box yet.
0: And then you guys have Kings of the Dairy Queen parking lot, side A, because side B will be coming out in the future, but side A, how did you come up with the name? Because if I'm guessing, it's kind of those Kentucky country roots of small town. Everyone kind of had that that place where maybe they uh, hung out after the game or or on the weekend.
2: Man, I remember Brent had the he had a title that was sorry I'm speaking for you Brent. He had a title it was uh, Kings of the Parking Lot, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm he. Uh, we we got we were writing with our buddy Bobby Pinson, and, and uh, he is a freaking genius and he's like oh it's uh kings of the dairy queen parking lot and we were just kind of like this is why you you know you make a living at this
1: yeah well (laughs) you know we uh we love that song on the record but it was kind of last minute to call the entire record kings of the dairy queen parking lot but we went with that title because we felt like you know the culture we're trying to create with with our music is that it's for you know, whether you're from New York City or South Georgia, we we want this music to be for you. And uh, we feel like whether you were in New York City or in South Georgia, everybody at 16, 17 years old had their spot they went to. Um, you know, to to have that first taste of freedom. You know, whatever you were doing, hanging out, pouring pouring a little something something in your in your Coca Cola or whatever <laughs> menacing thing you were doing, and not only does a time like that in life uh, stick with you? Hopefully it, it it is a part of you and a part of who you are and a, such a part of your story that you hang on to those kind of milestone moments in your life. So that's why we went with that title. I
0: was going to say, I can remember back to when, when I was in high school and for some reason our hangout was Wendy's. I have no clue yeah. why, but that's where we ended up after a lot of, a lot of events. So I, I totally get it. And and what can people expect on side A? Because you guys kind of have a nice mix of of kind of you know some you know a little more jam songs and maybe a little slower songs. What can folks expect?
2: Man, I I love I, actually. I gotta get Brent gets all the credit for the track listing. He came up with that. Uh, I I had nothing. He he's great about that kind of stuff, and um, I oh. love it. <laughs> I say nice things about him sometimes. <laughs> um only only when it's being recorded But uh <laughs> behind closed doors I pretty much slap them around a little bit burgundy but uh man I love that it starts with can't say no um just kind of a more of a vibe song's rocking, you know it's probably like musically it's got a beard on it definitely in, like a hefty soul patch and it's got a jam session at the end of the song I think it's badass to do something like that the first track you know out of the gate and then side A ends with a, a song you know, to mama. Uh, it's mama, I'll be okay. And I, I just, it really, I think side A sort of, it goes through all of the things, you know, can't say no is about, you know, media and grill. You just can't say no to.
1: Um, and then,
2: I don't know, I, we cover a lot of ground on side A.
1: Yeah, me and Anthony have been playing music together for 14 years. So it covers a lot of our history as well, you know, from... There's a song on there called "Dang the Whiskey" and it's about one of us going to jail in Bowling Green, Kentucky, when we were a lot younger. And uh, and then it goes, you know, we we both know we are close to each other's mothers, and uh, our mothers are friends. And it goes to songs about them. And um, and then way back where Anthony was inspired by meeting <clears throat> his wife for the first time, where she was a complete stranger, but felt like uh, he'd known her her his whole life when he first met her things like that a lot of our story of our 14 years are wrapped up in side a and side b coming up
2: yeah there's, it's funny like side b might be a little more like when okay when you first start dating somebody you you wouldn't want to show like every bit of you're crazy you kind of only want to let it let them in on the fact that you're probably a little bit nuts but just don't show them every shade of it I feel like Side A is kind of the introduction to to our craziness. But, um, and you know, some of it's, some of of it's autobiographical, really, I guess, uh, probably Dang the Whiskey is the most autobiographical and the rest is a little more, you know, we're in songwriter land, you know, Um, and we co-wrote these songs too. So it's, you know, other people's perspectives as well.
0: I was gonna say I, that I was, that was gonna be one of my my questions down the line but I'm gonna pull that up you guys either wrote or co-wrote all the songs on the entire projects both side a and side B I'm guessing you did pull from a lot of personal experience because you t- you touched on it you guys have been together over a decade I mean you've you've been playing at Western Kentucky when you guys went there now you're down in Nashville I'm guessing you guys you know call on your your roots and kind of what went on as you grew up together right
2: man you know as as far as the as far as like drawing on personal experiences, I definitely think so. I, I think it's almost the way like if, if uh, you know, like Mark Twain wrote from his uh, experiences, things he saw, things he read about. And, uh, or I, I don't know why we're not, not to compare us to an amazing, you know, creator <laughs> like him, but like, I guess my point is I think we sort of see things like it's a story and, you know, we're, kind of all of the characters in the story, bits and pieces of us, you know, maybe the way like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld and all of the characters in that show are, they're all kind of, you know, all the little bit, you know, mini characters that makes up one
1: big character. And it, I feel
2: like that's what these songs are.
1: Yeah. And some song I mean, it might not be a direct storyline from our history, but I definitely think subconsciously as a songwriter, you only have your perspective and your, visions and your journey to pull from you know and so um it definitely makes its way in there whether it be consciously or subconsciously
2: you know i kind of think it like it's it's us as writers i or at least for me for sure i think we almost kind of come at it like a a cinematic kind of approach you know like very visual it's almost like a lot of most a mosaic of thoughts you know that hopefully give the impression of of what it is we're trying to say the story we're trying to, you know, tell um, maybe not necessarily as as a chronological or realist. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like I'm saying words, and I don't know if they're all making sense. I'm I'm making per- i making perfect
1: for these <laughs> words. Oh,
2: you need some synonyms and antonyms.
0: <laughs> you guys can you can tell you guys have not been around each other for a very long time at all. No, um, right. um, you, I mean, is it weird though to sometimes share some of those more personal sides when you're writing a song? Because I mean it's different if it's someone else has completely written it and you just loved it. But I mean, you know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that's gone on in your life, is it weird to, you know, be writing that out and and sharing it with everybody?
1: Um, I don't, not really. No, I mean, there might be a a moment, uh, where it feels a, a little bit weird, but, um, I think for, for me personally, this is Brent talking, I, Songwriting is some sort of a therapy for me to get thoughts out and ideas, and so there's a part of it that feels kind of natural to do it because I've been writing songs since I was, you know, twelve or thirteen years old, and so as a kind of a therapy tool, so it feels kind of natural to get it out there. But I will say, knowing that this record's coming out uh, or is out, you do get I do get a little nervous once it's going to the ears of people. I go like, man, I hope hope they feel hope they feel it the way we feel it. You know what I mean? I hope we did a good job. Our interpretation is good enough to where people can feel the music like we are, you know,
2: you know, I'm really glad we're talking about this as far as like, you know, is it, is it weird? Is it difficult? You know, writing songs about real details, real feelings. It's, it's really it to be that vulnerable and to be super honest. It's really challenging, especially when you're co-writing, when you're writing songs with other people, you know, and, and me and Brent are a duo. We obviously, you know, live different lives our lives are intertwined you know in a very big way but you know we have different feelings about lots of things it, you know uh, but I, I think like when you try to get super personal sometimes it's uh it's hard to really dig through the memories like how did you really feel about that what what was that really like you know it, it's definitely a lot more challenging than say you know a party song or Mm-hmm. a song about it being a beautiful day or what? which i love those songs but a song like mama i'll be okay those are you know real experiences you know being on it's about being on the road and, and you know being a musician it's kind of you're you're kind of like a cowboy you're out there you know facing the elements you know and, and their temptations and and it's it's a struggle and we're kind of telling you know mama like it, Hey, we're, we know it's crazy out here, but you raised this well. We're, you know we're doing our best. Just have a little faith in us, which they do. Not we're, really. It's reassuring them and thanking them for being so amazing.
0: And then you, you guys, even have a. a you kind of touched on it earlier. A tribute to your wives, "Love Me Like I Am" on this, this, this uh, on side A. How big of a role have they played during your journey? Because, as, as most people know or should know, it's not an easy journey to to make it in the industry. How, how what have they? done for you all and what how how important have they been in all this
1: man uh yeah you're right it is it is a crazy journey um a lot of highs and a lot of lows and trying to balance all that Um my my wife has been amazing you know knowing that you have you know somebody that's always on your side kind of helps you get through and you know me and anthony can be pretty emotional fellas sometimes and can be a little our brains can be a little bit like a pinball machine. And uh the fact that my wife uh sticks with me is always amazing to me and uh you know, I'm just approaching my second year of marriage. Anthony's been married a little longer than me. A hundred years. <laughs> but he might have a different perspective. No, I'm kidding. But uh it, it they've been fantastic, man. They're, they're super supportive. It's, it's not an easy thing A relationships, not easy, especially when you're on the road, you have to just adapt to that and do different things. And it's just not the, you know, not nine to five, uh, coming home every day kind of situation. So we got lucky, man. It's, uh, it's a blessing to have that for we, sure.
2: And, you know, part, part of the, you know, marital journey and everything you know, you're not only, you know, partners in social lives and, and the plans you make for your, I think your financial partners too. And I, I mean, my wife has been a great support emotionally uh, and and really every way, but I definitely know if she hadn't uh, supported me financially for a few years early on in marriage, like I wouldn't have had the time I needed to really dig in and songwriting and, and production and, you know, studio session work, like to really, I guess to 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 make a, a um, to make a name for myself a little bit in this crazy town, uh, Nashville is nuts. It's there's everybody is you know everybody here I feel like plays guitar better than the next one. You know what I mean? And um, I needed about a year to really dig in because I was working side jobs. I was doing landscaping and all that stuff. And I told my wife I was like, "Look, I feel like it's now or never. I need to focus on this. It means I'm gonna make." About one tenth of what I've been making, which I wasn't making a lot to begin with, and she was like, "I believe in you. Let's do it." And, and it was about, I guess, nine months later, I got an offer for a publishing deal, and uh, off, off we went. And it's uh, not that we're like, you know, riding around in jet planes or anything right now, but you know, I, I can go to the grocery and get more than, you know, cheese and
1: bologna
0: and ramen noodles. <laughs> I was going to say wives, spouses, significant others are amazing. And I want to send a shout out to my wife who hopefully will be listening to this soon. Uh, it, today is our anniversary, eighth eight eighth eight year anniversary. So they, they do a lot for true. us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't think you could do do the things that we do without, without them now kind of switching gears a little bit. You're both from Kentucky, although you live in Nashville, you didn't know each other growing up, but you guys didn't live too far from each other. Correct. That's
1: right. Yep. Yep. We, uh, um, I knew Anthony's family when I was probably nine or 10 years old, um, uh, his uncle and his mom's side of the family through the quarter horse business. My uncle was big into the quarter horse world and barrel racing and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, so I knew his family. And even after me and Anthony met, it took us a little bit to realize like, oh, your, your uncle's. Gary? Oh okay. Gary, yeah. So um yeah, we didn't meet till I guess early mid college yeah.
0: age.
2: Right about drinking, legally drinking age. Yeah. That's when we were kinda like, Hey, what's up? wanna drink some beer? All right, cool, let's do it.
0: Yeah, cause you guys never drank before that, right? Right?
2: Oh <laughs> I didn't know what beer was. Not
1: a
0: drop. And
2: when I was talking to my mom just a few days ago about uh, you know, our families knowing each other she was saying how my grandpa uh like when Brent was talking about, like when he was like nine and whatever, that's, I I didn't even live in the States. I lived, uh, I lived over in Germany. My stepdad was in the military. So, but, uh, anyways, my family, my grandpa, my uncle, a lot of people were going to like Brent's church and, uh, uh, it, it's great. Like she was telling all these stories that I'd never heard. I'm like, and I was just kind of weird how everything was already sort of like set on a path and we didn't really know. Um, everything, then- it, it really, things really do happen for a reason, you know?
0: And I was going to say, and you guys kind of really met when Britton needed a guitar lesson, right?
2: <laughs> More or less,
1: I guess, yeah.
0: <laughs> or life lessons yeah. or however you want to look at it.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like that. I, my, my, buddy, uh, my buddy, I was in a different band at the time, and uh, a friend of mine was like, man, you got to hear this guy play. So my friend introduced me to Anthony, and he was playing some licks that I did not know how to play. And I was like, man, and he was actually giving guitar lessons at the time. I was like, man, you want to jam sometime? And so we did. And we ended up really just kind of jamming and writing songs. But I've been learning from Anthony for a long time. I got I got a 14-year
0: uh,
1: guitar lesson going
0: on.
2: <laughs> he hasn't learned a damn thing yet, though.
0: <laughs> there's, there's always hope, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm
2: just kidding. Actually, there are a lot of things. I remember we had plenty of conversations early on. There's was like about... You know, Brent was showing me this, and I was showing him that, and whatever. We we were coming, you know, that yin and yang thing. He's he knows how to cook popcorn, and I know how to cook pancakes, or I don't know what the hell. I'm, I had three hours. <laughs> of sleep right now, but I'm, I'm I'm saying things that may not make sense. <laughs> I got a little boy that teething and and whatnot.
0: So hey, no no worries. I I've got a two year old daughter that I put down for a nap right before this, so I totally yeah, understand. Man. You know what life, man. And so now let's get into some fun, really fun things. This is kind of what I call my six pack of questions. All right, my first one for you guys: hops or spirits? You know, do you enjoy the beer, bourbon, whiskey? What are you guys going for these days?
2: Is the word is all of it an option? <laughs> yeah,
0: hey, all of it could be an option. We
1: like it all, man. But I, if I had to pick one, I would probably say uh, bourbon.
2: I'd say hops. I, I love a good hoppy ass IPA.
0: There you go. I, I was gonna say. I mean, being from Kentucky, one of you had to pick bourbon, right?
1: Yeah, it's just the. Uh, I love the taste. I love the the way it makes me feel it's just a good it's all around good
0: and then what drew you guys to music because you you guys have talked about it you've kind of been in it your whole life um one way or another what drew you to music
1: um you know i my my dad plays music and uh he always would play in church so i i grew up listening watching him play church music and uh and then, you know, as I got a little older, I got into more rock and roll. I always loved the classic rockers, you know, the Stones and the Beatles and things like that, even as a young kid. and um, I was just always fascinated by music. I started off on drums. By drums, I mean beating, beating on the back of my mother's driver's seat kind of thing, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, and tapping along and singing harmony and things like that. It's just... You know, my dad's side is very musical and there's a lot of living room jam sessions and stuff like that. So, um music has always lured me in and I've been addicted my entire life, I feel like.
2: Man, I've I've had a similar experience. This is Anthony talking. Uh I I feel I guess really it seemed like everybody in my family loved music. They were aficionados, they all had their you know, favorite kind of music, but, um, I had a pretty well-rounded experience early on. Um, my mom, I I have to give her really the most of the credit. I think she saw, um, that I had an interest in, and she, you know, pushed me to take some piano lessons when I was like nine years old. And, um, and then when we wanted a guitar and, and my dad bought us, uh, my brother and I, bought us a guitar. It seemed like any, my, I guess I really should say for both my parents, like anytime we expressed an interest, you know, in anything, because I used to do a lot of visual art stuff too. I guess I still draw and paint here and there, but that's what I really started doing at first. But when we mentioned, when my brother and I mentioned playing music, they were like, sure, let's do that. They never held back when it came, you know, to any of our uh, extracurricular interests. I think they, they always supported it. And my mom definitely, you know, continued to push and, and really, I guess she, I should say, encourage me like to go I I went to music school um and uh she always I don't know she made sure that like I didn't lose focus on all those things And I'm glad because I I was I was all over the place middle school and high school I was a honestly kind of a wreck and um that I think you know my mom and my dad pushing us to my brother and I to play music and supporting that I played in like metal bands and punk rock bands and stuff and I feel like we got to get all of our confusion and angst out on uh on beating up the drums and turning up guitar amps and stuff, which is probably a lot better than, you know, I guess beating each other up or <laughs> whatever.
0: <laughs> and then what would you guys be doing if you weren't in music?
1: Beating each other up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I, I can tell you what I would like to do if I wasn't in music. That's uh, a dream that will never come true. Uh, I wish I could be a professional golfer sometimes. That sounds like a really cool life because I'm terrible at golf. And I am i don't know how those guys do it. But I don't know. I don't really have I, – I, maybe uh, – I don't know.
2: I'd be a stripper. <laughs> Not full yeah, nudity. that's right. I wouldn't do full nudity. I'd still wear tassels and stuff.
0: <laughs> you'd, you'd keep it classy, right? Yeah. I'd keep yeah. my
1: cowboy boots on. Yeah. Maybe stop.
0: Well, then that leads me into this, this next one. Uh, who's the better looking one? Both of <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys planned that out. <laughs> and then you guys have gotten to do a lot of fun things. What, what's the coolest place or coolest thing you guys have gotten to do because of music?
2: Hmm. The list is long. Yeah,
1: that's a long list. Um, this might be uh, too, in general, of an answer, but I think just meeting people, man. Like one amazing byproduct of playing music is you just come in contact with so many different, diverse people, and uh, man, we have met a lot of good people. Um, when we were on radio tour, we were like in thirty-three states in eight and a half weeks or something, and be be able to have that perspective of America in that short amount of time. It's a pretty overwhelming experience. I would say just that in general, that much travel is uh, is a cool perspective to have of this country. You know, we realize that man, everybody's swimming as hard as they can to keep their head above water and doing the best they can. You know,
2: man, you know, I'm uh, I, just to kind of second that. I, I think music, you know, the creative arts, um, and just we're speaking about music specifically now, but I, I definitely feel like it's a uh, um, it's like a bonding agent you know with for people when when you don't know how to say the words you need to say or process the feelings you need to process or or dream the dreams you need to dream or whatever it's like songs kind of can be the, the vehicle for those things as well as uh maybe relationships that may not have otherwise been uh formed or sealed or whatever romantic or platonic i guess what i'm trying to say is like i know in our lives specifically you know music brought me and brent together and then the through the bands that we've played and the friends that we've made playing shows, you know, I guess I don't like the word fans. I always feel weird saying that, but really the friends we've made, you know, at all these venues in Kentucky, Indiana, whatever state, it's like I always find people start – friends become, some of those friends become friends with other people in this state. Like Indiana friends are now friends with Tennessee friends that would have never met if it hadn't been for a common interest in – a few of our songs and it's like i can't believe that we get to be a part of those relationships we get a
1: front row seat yeah
2: it's kind of a little bit of matchmaking you know and sometimes maybe it is romantic like we had a some good friends of ours we we played a a show in louisville i guess it was like december and uh remember randy yeah yeah randy proposed to uh to what his now uh fiancee laura i just stuff like that happening you know and it it really is mind blowing to get you know just to watch those things unfold it's it can be slow and you know that stuff sort of takes years it's not it's not instant gratification it's not like you know a like on social media sometimes it takes a few years to see it all sort of unfold but it's it really has been a beautiful ride
0: and then my last question for you guys what's in the name everett and how did you guys come up with it
1: <laughs> <laughs> everett uh so it took us forever to come up with the band name It's... Any people trying to come up with the band, the hardest part, I feel like is coming up with the name, especially for us. I feel like, cause we had the music already. So we were trying to fit the name with the music and overthinking it and all that. But, uh, we were in the studio still with no band name, um, uh, recording some more songs and took a, uh, took a little break one day at the studio. And during that break, we put on a movie that me and Anthony used to watch on repeat in college when we were roommates, because we had no cable and about four DVDs to watch. Pretty
2: much all of them that we had stolen from our parents.
1: Yeah. And uh, one of them was Oh Brother Thou? And uh, George Clooney's character on there is Ulysses Everett McGill. So uh, they went on, you know, the Oh Brother Thou is based on the Odyssey. So they go through this crazy journey and uh, to become the Soggy Bottom Boys. And we've been on our own crazy journey, so... We thought Everett would would fit us just fine. So that's who we are. And honestly, like,
2: if that, when, when we found a name that we... we and that, that that name we agreed on immediately. But all before that, there were all kinds of names that were just terrible. Terrible. I mean, like, so bad. But we couldn't think of any good ones. And, I mean, we were talking, like, double denim. Uh, <laughs> what, what was, I'm trying to... There was some... Uh, the Butthole Truckers was one. It was actually a joke at first. And then because we couldn't think of anything, like... Our friends and uh, I guess team around us in the music business would be like, hey, are there any new uh, Butthole trucker songs? Like, I became normal. It wasn't even funny anymore. Um, but thank God we landed on Everett.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, come on. I mean, double denim, that would have been great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> could the double Ds, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, Brent, Anthony, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Kings of the Dairy Queen parking lot is out now. Uh, side a look for you can find them at we anthony brent thank you guys so much
1: thank you hey thank you appreciate it
0: thank you again to brent rupert and anthony olympia better known as the country duo everett their new album kings of the dairy queen parking lot side a is now available check it out you don't want to miss it love those guys love their music i uh, love them back from uh, when they dropped slow roll a few years ago and was jamming out after that in my car remember you can find hops and spirits and the bar conversations podcast on twitter instagram and facebook at hops spirits all one word and there you can keep up with all of our craziness all of our reviews beer whiskey you name it and also our giveaways because we got a great one coming up for whiskey weeks presented by Ober gatlinburg and we kick it all off this thursday with george dickles nicole austin as our first interview five straight weeks uh of of uh, whiskeys from all around the Midwest so you don't want to miss that until next time cheers everyone